what they know about them Texas boys. You're listening to the most dangerous show in Texas, Fight Night on 104.9 The Horn. Wherever you are, however you may be listening, it is now Fight Night. Welcome to Fight Night on 104.9 The Horn and hornfm.com. I'm your host, Eddie Cross. You can find me on Twitter. Joining me as always, Team Canada's Jordan Wahlberger. Jordan, I just got to know, what's up with your sweatshirt? Well, it's very comfortable, first off, Eddie, and uh, it's uh, it's an old work sweatshirt, uh, Patagonia. One time I had to go to Toronto for work, and uh, so I bought my team some Patagonia jackets, and yes, we have the uh, the maple leaf right on the on the jacket here, and it was it was February in Toronto, which is cold, right? So you defected, and uh, and so we went to the meeting, and uh, we were actually supposed to go to China originally for the meeting, and then they decided, hey, uh, we're not going to send four thousand people to China. Let's just go to Toronto. So. <laughs> 4,000 people? Yeah. Macau. Who ever thought that was a good idea? Macau would have been fantastic. Eddie, it's great to see you. It is great to talk fights. UFC 281 is in the books. You can follow us at Fight Night ATX on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook. You can follow me at Nonstop MMA. Like that, Eddie said, you can follow him at Eddie Experience. One E in the middle. Eddie, I watched. I think I watched every... Se- well, it's not true. I watched every fight that had a, a finish at oh, UFC okay. 281. I even watched. I even watched some of the uh, Catalina Kovalkiewicz fight. Well, we will talk about that as well. But Eddie, how are you doing? I am great. Aside from the fact that I woke up this morning, went into work, and then realized I didn't have to be there. So you know, I just drive back and waste like an hour's worth of gas. So you didn't finish the day. You didn't go work. Well, I came back at home, home and worked from home. But yeah, it's it's annoying. You know, you wake up, you get dressed, you get ready, you take a shower, you clean your face, whatever. When you could have just been sitting around in your sweats. I'm I'm still wearing sweats from today, but uh, it's See? been a, it's been a nice. It's cold. It's it's a cold day, and I, I like I like now that I can wear sweats. I like that the, the, the temperature changed this weekend, Eddie, and now it's mm-hmm. it's cold yeah, finally. Dude. That's the other thing. I could be you know using the heat at the office and not have my AC on at home. Well, you could have stayed at the office if you wanted to. You know that, right? Yeah, they're annoying. They wouldn't have kicked you out. <laughs> no, they can't. No, it, it's just easier. But, you know, I was already annoyed all weekend from the, uh, you know, the horrid uh, view that was the Texas game on Saturday. That was bad. Did, did you go to the game? Oh, I was there. I was, uh, and by the fourth quarter, I was freezing my little buns off. And so you saw it in person, them, you know, them choking. Uh, crap the bet, yes. Uh, that's a nice way to put it. Well, half the team, let's just say. The defense was great, except for like two plays. Yeah. Well, I did but not. But still should have been enough. I did not watch the game, Eddie. I was busy. I was watching Wakanda Forever. As I was getting oh, ready, yeah? and I went straight from Wakanda Forever to the movie theater, or move right, right to, to Buffalo Wild Wings to watch the fight. So, oh, nice! Because I went from the the stadium. I ended up watching. Don't ask me how. Poirier Chandler. As I was driving up 35 on my way home, so that was fun. Um, I was gonna meet a buddy out, but it was just already too late. But Sunday, after the Bears uh, also crapped the bed and missed an extra point and lost the game, I went to see Wakanda Forever Sunday afternoon. Missed the whole Cowboys-Packers deal. Sounds like that was fun. Did you enjoy? Did you like uh, Wakanda Forever? I did. I liked it more than I thought I would. I thought it was fitting. I thought, I thought it was a fitting way to say goodbye uh, to Chadwick Boseman. I thought it was good. Yes, it was, it was really well written. Maybe the best written superhero movie ever. But it really tugged at the heartstrings. And if you've ever lost anyone, especially a brother or a, a dad or, a, or even a mom in this case. Oh, crap. Spoiler alert. Um, yeah, it'll, uh, it'll tug at your heartstrings. Yeah. 
It uh, it was surprising. And uh, something surprising in it, Eddie. Kamaru Usman. I watch, yes. I'm watching and I'm like, is that Kamaru? And I'm like, sure enough, there it is. There was Kamaru Usman. A couple of scenes, yeah. So, and he had a, actually some uh, a speaking role. He had some lines. He did say that. Uh, I will say that I also watched uh, a little bit of Cobra Kai over the weekend. And, I still uh, haven't watched one episode. Your boy, is it? Eric Anders, is in it. Oh, your boy? Your boy. Your boy, Eric Anders, is in it. So I was, I was surprised with that. So Nice. Well, you know, Jordan, if you're watching UFC 281, you saw on the canvas uh, many times throughout the night an advertisement for this new show called Tulsa King. It's on Paramount+. Plus. Sylvester Stallone. Yeah, he plays a, uh, a mob, uh, I guess, capo, soldier, whatever. Just got out of jail from doing a 25-year bid by keeping his mouth shut and not ratting on his boss. He gets out, and they basically send him to Tulsa, Oklahoma to run what's, what's there, and there's nothing there. It's basically a banishment, but it's going to be good, man. Good. Uh, I watched it Monday, and it's, uh, it's a fun ride so well, far. The creator, Eddie, the creator of uh, Yellowstone also created Tulsa King, so oh, I, yeah? I think I, I'm, I'm excited for that. We, we like Yellowstone. That came out this weekend. Uh, Eddie, I, uh, my fam, I don't know if I told you this. Uh, but my family, my wife's family is coming to our house for Thanksgiving. So we're, we're not going away. They're all coming here. They're going to stay at our house for Thanksgiving. And uh, let me tell you, I have never cooked a turkey before. I haven't. I've never cooked a turkey. So I was a little bit nervous. And so I, I probably should do a trial run with a turkey this week. So, Eddie, I smoked a turkey. I prepared it, I prepared it on Saturday. I smoked it on Sunday, and it uh, turned out pretty good. It was uh, we we had we had a, we had a little Thanksgiving dinner yet uh, or on Sunday actually, and we were able to you know get myself prepared and know how much how long how do I cook it and I think I think I can do it. Nice, look at you. I was gonna suggest you buy one. There are several places in town that'll uh, get you a smoked turkey, a barbecue turkey. Well, I just was um, thinking about just getting Cajun Rudy's spices. Yeah, I was gonna say um, what was it Valentina's is apparently really good, but Rudy's yeah. Oh uh, man, I love Rudy's turkey. Yeah. No, I'm gonna. We're gonna go traditional. I'm gonna smoke it. So, well, I guess that's not traditional. I am gonna smoke a turkey though. I say I didn't know you had a smoker. I do. Well, I have a Traeger, so so it's a little bit easier. It's a uh, pellets, and I don't have to like sit out there and stoke the fire for a long time. You got some mesquite flavor in there. You a little bit. A little. Doing uh, right? This was a signature one, so it was good. Uh, Eddie, I I do want to mention though, Anthony Rumble Johnson passed away over the weekend. Um, you know, our hearts actually go out to him, his family. Uh, he passed away due to organ failure, due to non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. And, uh, and obviously, this is he, we had heard that he was sick a while ago. And, and this is another person who just kind of battled you know, silently and didn't really talk about it. And it came really out of the blue when I heard about it on Sunday. Uh, literally, I think I was driving and I saw something just pop up on my phone. And I absentmindedly clicked on it at a red light. And good thing I was already stopped. Because, man, I was just taken aback. Yeah. No, you, you really are. It, it's incredible. I mean, I, I think, uh, you know, Anthony Rommel Johnson, who, it, hard to believe that the guy fought at 170 pounds. Oh, my uh, God. Just, just a, you know, just one of the hardest hitters in, uh, in the UFC. Yeah, like, I had actually, it was uh, Wakanda Forever that I had just left. So, I already had my heartstrings tugged on. And then see Rumble passed. I'm like, Lord, man, what's going on? Hey, just a reminder, folks. Call your mom, hug your wife, hug your kids. You don't know what the future holds. Yeah, no, I, I would agree with that. So, uh, Eddie, I think on that somber note, I think we got to get into it. We got to get into UFC 281, Madison Square Garden, the sixth. This is the sixth trip, I think, for the UFC 
to Madison Square Garden. And a lot of things popped up for me as, as memories, right? Because I was there at that first card at UFC 205 when Conor McGregor defeated Eddie Alvarez, uh, when Ioanni and Jacek defeated uh, Katalina Kovacavich. And I think that was the Stephen Wonderboy Thompson. They, uh, he had a draw with Tyron Woodley. That was the uh, that was the fight card there. Uh, Khabib was on that fight card on the on the undercard. Overall, it was uh, that was a great night. It was an incredible night. But this one, man, UFC 281 delivers the main card. Every single fight finished in a uh, was finished right, and uh, we've got two new champions. One two time champion and one champion for the first time. Let's get into it. Alex Pajeda defeats. Izzy, Israel Adesanya by fifth round, TKO, Eddie, you went out on a limb, you called it, you said that Alex Pajeda was going to be the champion, but I don't think we thought that it was going to happen the way that it did. Oh no, not a chance. Uh, we thought if it got to the fifth round that Izzy would be, would be outpointing him, and that's exactly what it was. I don't think there was a person in the world that didn't have it 3-1 Adesanya going into the fifth round. Well, all the judges had it that way. The judges saw it 3-1, going to Izzy, Izzy, going to that fifth round. And so Izzy just really needed to survive. Exactly. And like I said last week, he just tends to get hit too much. And with uh, Pajeda's power, you know, it only takes one shot to, to stun you, and then you're just a sitting duck. And he had invested in the leg kicks. He had invested in the body shots. And once he was able to get that one good shot, Adesanya just couldn't move. And next thing you know, his arms are flailing and he's getting hit again. And then he's trying to duck and dodge and it's just not working. One time he tripped over his own feet. Um, actually, twice, I believe. And it was just, it was a good stop. Did you think it was a good stoppage? You know, I, I don't have a problem with the stoppage. I, I think that, you know, could he have gone a little bit longer? Sure. But did he get saved from being separated from his consciousness? Probably, right? So so I don't have an issue where, where Mark Goddard stopped the fight. But... I don't think I think that he probably could have lasted a little bit longer, but that he would have just taken more damage. Let me tell you, all he needs to do is ask Kamaru Usman what what it's like to be a meme, and Mark Goddard saved Izzy from becoming a meme. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I think that that was where the fight would have been heading there. Uh, so it was interesting, right? Because Izzy used wrestling for the first time ever in his career. He actually took him down in that third round. But I want to go back to that first round, man. That was a round that I thought that. Pajeda was winning that fight all the way up until Izzy stole it right there at the end where if he had, you know, 10 more seconds, that fight would have been over. Izzy would have stopped him in the first round. It kind of had shades of Robert Whitaker, right, where he clipped him right at the end of the of the uh, of the of the round. And then he finished him in the second one. I was like, oh, this, this could be the going the same way. And it was, was interesting where uh, in that second round, Pajeda, who was noticeably like rocked, like wobbling around, he came back out and won that round on all three scorecards. Yeah, um, he looks like kind of a stiff robot when he's just kind of stalking in the ring. But then he unleashes this quickness, especially he had one time he uh, threw a spinning kick, just came out of nowhere. And even I ducked. It's like just like the Matrix. I was like, oh, my God, where'd that come from? Yeah, so he's a surprising guy. But, yeah, that minute on the stool was all he needed. And um, he even caught a shot just after the bell at the end of the first. But, yeah, it wasn't enough. But it, had there been tw another 20 seconds, he might have gone out like uh, Izzy did in the fifth. Yeah. Well, look, talking about, you know, the time in between rounds, the fifth round, and Pajeda's corner telling him that you've got to go get this. And then Pajeda seen the video of him saying, like, I'm going to kill you, in Portuguese, though. 
uh, it was an incredible to see, right? Because he he was down. He was going to lose that fight. And he came back out and he took that belt right there. And so now that begs the question, right? These guys are now, you know, they fought three times, twice in kickboxing, once in MMA. What do you do next? What do you do next if you're the UFC? Who should he fight? Who should Pajeta fight right now? You have a star champion like Izzy who's held the belt for, what, three years now? You got to run it back. What happened in kickboxing? Makes for a great story, but it doesn't matter as far as the cage goes. Izzy was a longtime champ, a popular champ, a huge star. He deserves an immediate rematch. Also, he was winning the fight. Yeah. I, I think that some of the same argument you could make for Kumar Usman getting a, an immediate rematch. Uh, I actually agree with you. I don't think you use – I've heard other people say, like, well, they've already fought three times now. I don't think you really take the kickboxing fights into the fact. Yeah. You don't factor that in. Who saw it, those? Right? I mean, yeah, we've seen the highlights of it, but I don't think you factor that in there. Now, Robert Whitaker's facing Paulo Costa that's, uh, in February. That's a good matchup, I think, for, for Robert Whitaker. If he were to go in against a Paulo Costa, if he, if he remembers to wrestle as well. I mean, that's obviously the issue with, <laughs> yeah, uh, if. with Robert Whitaker. But, uh, you know, it, I don't think they pull that fight, and I don't think they wait, right? So I, I agree. I think you do the immediate rematch. Yeah, you have to. And the Whitaker against Pajera would be interesting. Like you said, if Whitaker remembers to wrestle, but the size of Pajera is just ridiculous, man. Like, he's probably not long for the middleweight division as it is. You know, he walks around at like 225 or so. You know, and he took the whole time Friday to, uh, to weigh in. I think he weighed in with like five minutes ago, and he still had to use the box, you know, where you strip uh, naked and they cover you up. So, and he's 35, so it's not going to get easier for him cutting weight. Yeah, I mean, so, that, that's one of the reasons we knew that they fast-tracked him, A, because of his age, and B, well, I think A, because of the relationship with Izzy, and B, because yeah, of the his story, age, yeah. right? So, uh, yeah. if there is a rematch, Eddie, though, odds are already out. Izzy actually comes in as a favorite, a slight favorite in a rematch, uh, if that happens. Well, yeah, there's uh, one easy thing he needs to do to retain or to get the belt back. That's keep your stupid back off the cage. How many times have I screamed about this on air, dude? Get off the cage. You feel that against your back, against the back of your foot, you circle out. You find some way. You do not want to be trapped against a puncher like Alex Pajera. And that's what he did. You know what's funny, though, Jordan? We're talking about superheroes. This really has, like, the makings of a supervillain origin story. The fact that Pajera beat Izzy twice, knocked him out cold in kickboxing, chased him out of the sport. Izzy goes to the UFC, becomes a huge star and big-time champion. Pajera follows him, KOs him again, takes his belt. If you're Izzy, how do you not turn to the dark side? Well, I'm not exactly sure what that would mean, but I like it. So, <laughs> um, All right. I think we both agree we want to see the uh, the rematch there. Eddie, let's jump oh, yeah. to a, a fight. This is Too bad they can't do it in Perth. Whaley, uh, Zhang Wiley, she defeats Carlos Barza. Second round submission. We thought this fight was going to end the way that it did. Uh, I actually thought I was, I was with some people, and I said I thought it was going to go to a second round finish for Zhang Wiley. Uh, and that's exactly what happened. Uh, I don't like to call someone a paper champion, but, you know, Carlos Barza seems, A, she just seems to have Rose's number. But then when she challenges the other elites in the division, she can't get by him. I mean, Joanna, uh, Zhang Wiley, uh, it's just, you know, she she's there. But at no point was I nervous. And I mean, there was times when I thought that Carlo was throwing punches and kicks, and they just looked like they were in slow motion. Well, she had a couple moments when they had scrambles on the on the ground. You know, she got in some good shots. But Wiley was just too big and strong, and she was able to get up. And normally, Carlo's able to hold all the other women on the ground, 
But Wiley is too strong, too athletic, and she got right back up. And let me tell you, who saw this ending in a submission for Wiley? You know, you thought if anything it was going to be a TKO like it was with uh, Jan Jacek, uh, kind of savagely. But no, hey, um, that's a better way for Esparza to get out of it, that's for sure. Yeah. No, so you look at, at what's going on next, right? There's uh, some options. Um, what do you do next with Zhang Wiley? Last week we saw Amanda Lemos. She defeated Marina Rodriguez. She's now number three in the division. You know, you could do Amanda Lemos versus Zhang Wiley. That would be a fun fight to see the power that Amanda Lemos has compared to obviously the power that we know oh, that Zhang oh, has. Oh. Uh, but the UFC is a business. And, you know, our guest a couple weeks ago, she just had a documentary out. She's got two wins over the champion. Maybe you go back, and maybe in China, right? And, and maybe you do Rose versus Wiley 3 right away. That's possible if Rose wants it. And that's the question with her is how much does she want it? Does she want to want the grind? Does she want the pressure? And that's kind of up in the air. And I don't think anyone actually knows right now. And I think didn't Lemos and Marina Rodriguez both say they wanted another fight before challenging for the belt? I don't believe that. Oh, I did Lemos say that? I think that was somebody else in a different division before they fought Valentina Shevchenko. Yeah, I, I don't okay. think that's the fight. I think it was Alexa Grasso, and it was uh, Talia Santos. Different people. So, oh no, Manon oh, Fiero. Oh, Manon, Manon Fiero. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Yes, and Alexa Grasso. And so. that. Yeah. Hey, what if you just have a uh, Chinese super fight? You could do that too. Yeah, Wiley against Yan uh, Yan. Yan Shonan. Yeah. Yeah. That would be, that would, that would be a stadium show in China. That would be interesting. Uh, what do you do if you're Carla, right? I think uh, you know. I think Marina Rodriguez. She's coming off a loss. Carla coming off a loss. These have fought already. There was a Sparza one via split decision. Uh, Marina's already called her out. I actually like that fight a lot. Uh, that would be a good one. I was gonna say Mackenzie Dern's down there looking for uh, looking to climb back up. She was getting closer, and you know. Rose is still just Rose. I don't know what she's got going on. I'm not. I don't want to see Rose versus Carla three, and I think no one wants no. to see that. So, Ugh. all right, Eddie. It's, I, like, it's like I want her to have the chance to to clean that slate off, but I, it's it's uh, no thanks. It's risky. Uh, all right, fight of the night. We knew it was going to be fight of the night going into it. The complete opposite of Rose and Carla. Dustin Poirier defeats Michael Chandler. Third round submission. I told you, Eddie. Don't sleep. Don't sleep on the jiu-jitsu, the thug jitsu of Justin Poirier. Getting the submission, third round. We knew that this was going to be a banger. It delivers the fight of the night. Uh, Chandler hits him with some huge shots in the first round. Uh, looks like he was on his way um, to to kind of putting this fight in a in an interesting spot. Maybe even like positioning himself for a win. And then he just gets clipped. Then he gets just hit with some monsters right at the end of the first round. This was, I mean, Dustin Poirier is always game. That's what you got to remember. You really do. And like you said, um, if Chandler had thrown more, uh, thrown straighter shots, he would have had a chance to get him out of there. But he could just see those looping punches coming. And you could see when he had him up against the cage, he's just like blocking and parrying with his arms. Um, and that saved him. It really did because he was uh, struggling right then. Well, in the second round, then, like I said, he, go ahead. he caught him with like, I think it was like 26 seconds left. And next thing you know, Chandler is just uh, on his bike. He's just backpedaling. Another 20 seconds, 30 seconds. 
Dustin could have finished that fight in the first. Poirier stole the round, too. He was losing that round up until the end, and he stole that round, and they were tied going into the third round. Uh, but that second round, man, Chandler remembers he's a wrestler. He had over four minutes and 30 seconds of control time during that uh, during that round. Uh, the blood that was coming out from him, from his nose, that was just going into... Now, Poirier called it that he was... Uh, what that he was he was doing snot rockets that he was blowing that on uh that's kind of like shades of like Luke Rockhold like you know trying to rub his blood in the uh, the Palacosta's mouth there yeah dude, to me it looked like he was actually spitting there's one point uh you kind of see it almost looks like he's like dipping down what looks like a kiss and then like uh, 2 seconds later you see this just like huge stream of blood coming out of his mouth and i'm like i know exactly what that is cuz with my allergies i have to deal with that at the same time and sometimes it just doesn't come out when you first got it, try to go, and then in here it just comes a stream. I'm like, you disgusting, dirty son of a. Yeah, Chandler. Chandler called it man. gravity, and uh, he he was it was unfortunate that uh, gravity that Poirier was on the bottom of it. Poirier called him dirty, uh, right? And he, he said that in that him. round he was trying to fish hook him, trying to get his mouth pull his mouth up in order for him to try to be able to get the his and arm they actually caught that under his elbow. Yeah, on video. Yeah, interesting there. And, and like uh, there was a. Who was it? Uh, Chad Dundas says, if you're not cheating, you're not trying. But come on, man. Fish well, hooking. The back of the That's head, disgusting. too. There's shots to the back of the head as well there. Oh, I mean, ton of them. It seemed like a lot going on there. Uh, in the third, Poirier gets the finish. He was able to reverse like a takedown. And uh, and then, you know, he, yeah. he just, he sunk in that. that was that, uh, He sunk in that, uh, that choke right there. So uh, you look at Poirier, what's next for him? You know, he's probably not going to get a title fight right next, but he does say he's down to fight Benil Darius. Someone asked him about, uh, hey, would you be the backup fighter? He's like, no, I'm not interested in that at all, really. I, he didn't say it in those words, but, uh, he, you know, one good news, he is the official hot sauce of the UFC now. Oh, nice. I actually went and bought some more of his uh, his hot sauce. There's, he has a maple creole. I'm, I'm trying to just, I saw that one. I'm going to try it. I got it. Hey, you got to try that on the turkey. Yeah. Ooh, maybe. I don't know if I will. Uh, I, I maybe. That'll be good. Uh, what yeah. about Chandler? What do you do next for him? Um, first off, I think he's going to need some time with, uh, I'm guessing, a broken nose. But, yeah, he you just put him in another fun fight, man. Um, wait, wait, wait. I got one name and one name only. Okay. Conor McGregor. Chandler, McGregor. Conor comes back. It's going to be a fight. It's going to be a standing fight. That's the one I want to see. I'm for it. I like it. I don't know if Connor would want it when uh, with the wrestling that Chandler showed, but also I don't think Chandler would wrestle in the first round. No, he wouldn't. Uh, all right, yeah. Chris Gutierrez defeats Frankie Edgar, and we didn't see that. Oh. That's not what I wanted to see. Oh my God, man! Poor Frankie. Why do we have to put our legends take them out like that? This is not wrestling. You do not have to go out on your back. And 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 in no, Frankie's case, you don't have to put over the young guy. You don't have to go out unconscious. Yeah, and this is all Dominic Cruz's fault. For being made of peanut brittle and not being available to fight Frankie, where we have two legends going against well, each other. Well, actually, I heard something match. different. I actually heard that Frankie's team actually asked. They wanted Chris Gutierrez. What? Yeah. So there seemed to be some beef with these guys. They had an issue. They used to train together. They need to be sued. Gutierrez did not, did not, wouldn't talk about it. But uh, I don't love that. No, no. that's that. And we see now why. And it's not just the knee, Jordan. Like I'll tell you, I played football, and the hardest hit I ever took was my head bouncing off the ground. And that was in a helmet. So Frankie gets kneed in the face. He's unconscious on the way down. And then his head just bounces like a basketball off the mat. 
Yeah, it was rough. That's going to be a concussion. I don't yeah, love that's, that. That's rough, man. All right, Dan Hooker defeats Claudio Poyas. Uh, Poyas might be looking for a new job right now, man. <laughs> he uh, he landed five total strikes. <laughs> he kept going to the ground and trying to lure him down there. He did have, I mean, when I saw him lock him, we knew his submission skills were good. But when he was trying to put that submission on on Dan Hooker in uh, in that first round, and, and I was like, oh, man, it's locked in. But Dan Hooker just looked like a man right there. He was just like, I'm not doing anything, and you don't have this. And, like, I was impressed. Yeah, like when he first locked it in, um, Hooker's trying to pull away. I'm yelling, stack, don't pull. There's one thing we learned a long time ago from uh, Brock Lesnar when Frank Mir caught him. Someone grabs your leg, you don't pull away, you stack it. He just didn't do anything. And he, he just stared at him. And he finally did that. And then uh, Pouillas was still able to uh, kind of roll through and get it in a different position, but he didn't have it locked up well enough, and that's when you, you get to the point you're talking about. But then that second round, dude, it was just – Embarrassing is the best way to yeah. put it. Kick to the solar plex. He's not able to finish. That The fight ends there in the second round. Yeah, that's one of those fights you don't want your friends to watch because then they're just going to make fun of us for yeah. watching the sport. Yeah. Uh, all right, a couple other fights. Highlights. Aaron Blanchfield defeats Molly McCann. I told you. Uh -huh. I told you that was going to be a, a big step up for Molly. Yeah. Aaron is yeah, she good. Her she's right. got a loss against Tracy Cortez. That was back in Invicta in 2019, but she's won four in a row. She's going to be good in the division. Ryan Spann. She's only 23. Yeah. Ryan Spann defeats Dominic Reyes. Uh, Reyes now lost four in a row going back to the uh, the John Jones fight. The last three, he was viciously KO'd, which is not great. Uh, yeah, I, man, I think I he needs know, to um, he needs to drop down, maybe kind of go the Andre Olovsky route, go to Legacy or Titan and just regain his confidence. Yeah, it's a mental thing at this point. This I mean, those are rough ones. Uh, Hanato Moicano. Go ahead. That was that was a physical punch. That was not a mental thing when he got knocked out. But like mentally, but I'm just thinking like four, like mentally, like how do you? Oh come yeah, back moving from forward, like yeah. three brutal knockouts like that. Hanato Moicano defeats Brad Riddell. Uh, what an incredible post-fight interview. He just talking in third person. Uh, I love it. Hey, Moicano wants money. He does. Pay the man. Pay the man his money. Hey, last week he was in Brazil. No, drinking beers and eating steaks. No, no, that was that was before the uh, the RDA fight. That wasn't before this fight. That's what that's the short notice fight there. So, uh, and speaking of his opponent, Brad Riddell here, uh, he did you know post an image on, on online after the fight of uh, his glove wraps and said that he's going to be taking a step away from uh, from fighting now. So, yeah, how broken is his nose? Yeah, who, who knows? Because uh, it looked pretty flat. Uh, Carolyn Okavakevich, she won. She defeated uh, yeah Silvana Gomez Juarez. Kind of weird. Uh, scoring, we don't need to get into that. We'll let other people handle that. But just some other callouts: you had uh, Matt Frivola, Michael Trezano, and Carlos Alberg all getting some big wins. Oh yeah! How about some that Alberg knockout was ugly. How about boxing, Eddie? What was going on? Uh, well, you don't want to talk about stupid stuff. Floyd made Floyd Money Mayweather defeated some guy named Deji. Yeah, he's Deji. a YouTuber. Ask your kids. Deji. Yeah, yeah. Ask your kids. I don't know what he does. Um, six round TKO. Even though it was an exhibition, uh, the referee stopped in and stepped in and stopped it. Tommy Fury fought, uh, missed weight. That was an exhibition, too, so it doesn't matter. But if you look down, Jordan, at the, um, the Undisputed Era's Bobby Fish made his boxing debut and got a knockout. You can find Bobby Fish now on Impact Wrestling on Thursdays, formerly on NXT on Tuesdays. Um, yeah, he's a little older. I think the, the wrestling companies aren't as keen to book him these days. So I guess he's dipping his toes into boxing, and um, he needs a better form. But he got a got a win in his first fight. Interesting. All right, and then what? Are, yeah. I remember mentioning Ricky Hatton. What do I need to know there? Oh yeah, this was just an exhibition. I uh, faced uh, other uh, another boxing legend, Marco Antonio Barrera. Um, the UK's Daily Mirror scored it six two for Hatton. 
But uh, the best part of the night was Ricky hadn't made his ring walk with two nurses and a walker, um, which kind of hurts me because I'm a year older than Ricky Hatton. And I'm like, hey, take it easy, man. Yeah. But yeah, that was that was funny. All right. Although my sh- my shoulder really does hurt today. There you go. All right. Well, there's UFC 281 and a little bit of boxing, guys. You're listening to Fight Night right here on 104.9 The Horn, hornfm.com, and we will be right back. It's What's Up With That. Woke up this morning and I got out of bed. Had a big old cup of coffee to clear my head. Been home for a while and that's where I'm at. But we can still jam on What's Up With That. Ooh-wee. What's up with that? 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 You, yeah. Woo, yeah. Welcome back to Fight Night on 1049 The Horn and hornfm.com. I'm Eddie. That's Jordan. And Jordan, again, once again, right after the elections, Saturday Night Live gave us Dave Chappelle. And I'm sitting there thinking, this monologue is going forever. Turns out it was like 16 minutes. Is that the longest monologue ever? You're an SNL historian. I would say that the longest monologue is probably from him before, right? I think every time he now does like, <laughs> like a stand-up routine, uh, it was fine, right? I think uh, SNL was good. Uh, I'm, I'm almost at the point where I'm like, yeah, maybe 50 years is good. Maybe it's time we, uh, <laughs> we move on and, and we end no. Saturday Live. No, why, why end it? Eh. Just have new people come in, you know, get some fresh faces, some fresh ideas. They got TikTokers now doing writing, which I think is stupid, but I, I'm not a big fan of those guys, but whatever. You know, I like the, uh, the House of the Dragon sketch. Kind of was a throwback to the Walking Dead sketch a few years ago when we brought in all the Chappelle Show characters. The Potato Hole was funny. Uh, Black Heaven with Mikey Day, where he's just sitting around laughing at him. That was hilarious. I like the barbershop. I, d- I did enjoy yeah. that one. Yeah. All right, well, enough of that, Jordan. We've got some clarity in the UFC in the lightweight and featherweight divisions. A lot was announced this weekend. What's up with that? All right, so the UFC announced that Alexander Volkanovsky is going to indeed move up to 155 pounds, and he is going to challenge Islam Makachev in Perth at UFC 284 on February 12th for the UFC lightweight title. Now, Eddie, that takes a void, right? That leaves us a void in the UFC featherweight division. And, uh, and that, that gives us a problem. And so the UFC is going to put a co-main event in that fight. They're going to make an interim title fight between Yair Rodriguez and Josh Emmett. Now, Paulo nice. Costa versus Robert Whitaker also on the card. But Yair versus Josh Emmett, did the UFC get it right, Eddie? They did get it right. Josh Emmett deserves a shot, and he didn't have much time left. He's getting up there. And Yair Rodriguez definitely deserves it. Always exciting. Always brings it. And the fact that they put these on the same card, I think, is a stroke of genius. And also, I hope they take the idea of having their interim belt be silver. Oh, that's, that's a good idea. I do love that one. That would be so, so cool. Yeah, that would be so cool. Uh, you know what else is cool, Jordan? Cain Velasquez is home 
What's up with that? Yeah, so last week, Kane was released from jail on a million-dollar bail. Uh, he spent the last eight months in jail for that uh, pending trial and the attempted murder charges. Uh, so Velasquez is confined to home detention right now. He's got GPS monitoring. Uh, he's not allowed to have any weapons in his house. He's also ordered to undergo outpatient treatment for though for traumatic brain injury, for CTE, and then at a facility that's what? close to his home. Uh, but it's also uh, a place for counseling for parents of, of children who have been victimized by, by sexual abuse. Um, Velasquez, if you remember, was, he was arrested back in February. He went uh, allegedly on an 11-mile car chase pursuing a vehicle containing Harry Goularte, a man who's accused of uh, sexually molesting his four-year-old son at a daycare that was uh, run by that guy's mother. Uh, the next court hearing is scheduled on November 21st. I wouldn't be surprised, though, Eddie, if uh, if some of the defense, right, is the CTE or the traumatic brain injury for Kane's team. Yeah, it's, it's kind of weird because it wouldn't take CTE to get someone upset about their kid being molested. Okay, so that I don't see how that could have anything to do with it. But hey, if it works, it works. I'm surprised they didn't go with roid rage. Yeah, I'm glad that uh, he's home. I don't think it's going to be home for very long, unfortunately. Jordan, a little announcement for the people. We will be off next week, we're as gonna, it will be. We're going to enjoy our Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Yes. Yeah, yeah. You're going to smoke a turkey? I am. I'm going to go see my mom. I'll be slaving um, away, Eddie. I'll be slaving away next Wednesday night, uh, preparing my turkey. Actually, that's not true. I'm going to be at the uh, Pelicans, uh, Pelicans Spurs game. I'll be watching <laughs> Zion. So, I'm going to pick up some pies from Bill Miller, um, and maybe some sides from Pokey Joe's. There you go. They got great jalapeno cornbread. What a good son you are. Yeah, I'm great, man. Uh, this time I'm not taking any Round Rock donuts because you know I just end up eating them all. But anyway, but next weekend. It's the PFL finale. Six titles on the line, Jordan. What's up with that? Six million dollars, Eddie, will be given away. Woo. Plus, you have the debut of Biagio Ali Walsh. That's the grandson of Muhammad Ali. You've got the PFL debut of Aspen Ladd. You've got Marlon Marais returning to the PFL. He's fighting. Uh, we talked to you. He was going to fight Shane Burgos. He's now fighting Shaman Marais. Uh, you got. Uh, so this, these are there the. can only be one. So these are. Nice. These are the title fights. You've got Kayla Harrison versus Larissa Pacheco in what Kayla calls her final uh, fight in the tournament format. You got Brandon Lofnan versus Bubba Jenkins. You got Ante Delizia versus Matthias Scheffel at heavyweight. You got Stevie Ray versus Olivia uh, Olivia Aban Mercier. Uh, at, that's at lightweight. You got Sadibo Sai versus Delano Taylor. I feel like that wasn't the original uh, fight, but uh, and then Rob Wilkinson versus Omari Akhmedov, and so uh, also on the cards you got Magomed Magomed Karimov versus Gleason Tebow, uh, Natan Schulte versus Jeremy Stevens, and then we mentioned Julia Budd. She's fighting Aspen Lad. So uh, I don't know if I'm gonna pay for this, Eddie, but uh, you know it's 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 happening. Friday yeah, after I think Thanksgiving, they're making, a, they're making a mistake putting this on pay per view during rivalry week for college football. I'm like, who's running this? That's just stupid. Yeah, but I, what can I say? I don't. I don't love the idea. Uh, I, you know, we'll, we'll we'll probably watch the highlights. It's just it's just tough, right? It's tough. It's a tough day, and it's tough to think that I'm going to pay. I, I would have just put it on ESPN Plus and and put it behind the paywall yeah. there. It's literally during the Texas game. You think someone's going to pay pay per view? Come on. I think A and M probably plays at the same time. You're going to lose the whole state. It's. it's Promotional malpractice, as Luke Thomas would say. But uh, along that vein, Jordan, hit us with some new fights. All right, I got only a few. We already mentioned Makachev versus Alexander Volkanovsky and uh, 
Josh Emmett versus Yardariga. So those ones are done. But we got Jordan Levitt fighting Victor Martinez. Jordan Levitt, he's the one coming off of that loss to Patty Pimblett. Uh, we got another one, the Ageless Wonder, Jim Miller fighting Gabriel Benitez. That's happening, I think, on February 18th. Duhu Choi, the Korean Superboy versus Kyle Nelson. Uh, and then Worley Alves versus Nicholas Dalby. So not a ton of fights beyond those main two that uh, have been announced. But, Eddie, that is new fights. That is what's up with that, guys. You're listening to Fight Night right here on 104.9 The Horn, hornfm.com. We will be right back. Until next time. Hey, hey, hey. What's up with that? Welcome back to Fight Night on 104.9 The Horn, hornfm.com. That is Eddie. I am Jordan. You can follow us at Fight Night ATX on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook. Eddie, the UFC last week had two champions, the middleweight division and the women's strawweight division. Well, Bellator is back this week, Bellator 288, and they've got two champions of their own. Light heavyweight champion Vadim Nemkov takes on Challenger Corey Anderson. This is a rematch, uh, and, and we'll talk about this in a little bit. Uh, you also have Patricky Pitbull versus Usman Nurmagomedov. Coach Khabib trying to get another champion, this time in Bellator. Uh, you got Daniel Weichel versus Tamir Kazviv. Uh, Tyrell Fortune versus Daniel James. This is a fun fight, man. I actually, I, I like this. I, I'm actually, Bellator has, has got the right fight this week. Man, Khabib cannot get enough gold. What's up with that? Yeah, continuing to go after. This is going to be a fight that I I don't see Patricky Pitbull winning this fight. I think Usman Magomedov is is dangerous. I think he is just a great fighter, and uh, you know I just I don't see this going any other way. But a Nurmagomedov win here. Yeah, and it's funny. I like to call this one family tradition, just because you got Pitbull versus Nurmagomedov, but neither one is the one that you're thinking of. But I'm really interested interested to see what happens if this fight goes to the ground. You know, you got a Brazilian jiu-jitsu black belt against a Dagestani wrestler, and I want to see some mat work. You've got Usman Nurmagomedov. Nurmagomedov, he is 15-0 and 0 now uh, <laughs> in the UFC. You have uh, Patricky, who, you know, he's got some Bellator, losses. Yeah. yeah, oh, excuse me, in Bellator. Patricky, he has losses. You know, his last time he lost was, you know, it was to Peter Kweli. Before that, he lost to uh, Tofik Musayev. Uh, that was at Ryzen. Um, that was, uh, you know, he had two fights in one night there. Uh, but other than that, I mean, he hasn't lost since to Michael Chandler before that. Uh, so I, I do think that Usman Nurmagomedov is going to win. So Coach Khabib adds gold. Uh, but the main event, Eddie, the main event, you've got Vadim Nemkov versus Corey Anderson. Now, if you remember, this fight ended in a in no contest because of a clash of heads. And it was a fight that, if you remember, Corey Anderson, I think, was actually winning the fight. But I don't know if that necessarily means that Corey Anderson is going to win this fight. Uh, I think Vadim Nemkov has had time to, you know, he's, he's the Fedor camp. He's had time to adjust. He's had time to, he knows what uh, the wrestling or the, and like the, 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 um, that's just not the force, but just in general, like the game plan that Corey Anderson is going to have. And now he can adjust to it. And so I actually like this as a, a fight for Vadim Nemkov, even though he was losing that last fight. Yeah, it reminds me a little of uh, Deontay Wilder and Tyson Fury. And we thought, you know, okay, now that Fury's seen Wilder and he knows how weird it is to be in the ring with him, um, he knows how to handle it. But it turns out 
He did not. And I'm not so sure what you're saying about Nemkov knowing how to handle Corey Anderson. I'm not sure if that's going to be the case. But it all depends on coaching and game plan, and uh, we will see on Friday. Yeah, These are Saturday. easily the top two fights of the weekend, right? Vadim Nemkov versus Corey yeah. Anderson and then Patrick Pitbull versus Usman Magomedov. Uh, but over on the UFC, Eddie, you got UFC Fight Night 215. This is on Saturday night. And we've yeah, got... Nothing in to the, sneeze at. Oh, in, Saturday afternoon, actually. Saturday, excuse, that's correct. In the main event... Uh, we've got Derek Lewis versus Sergey Spivak, right? So that's going to be a fun fight. Uh, what? How, I mean, Derek Lewis, he's coming off. What? 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 He? I think his, he had a, a loss last. That was the was that the tie to Abasa loss that he had? I believe that was it. No, oh, oh, sorry, uh, he lost to Sergey Pavlovich. He's on a two fight losing streak. Actually, both were finishes. Both, unfortunately, were in Texas. Thank goodness this fight's not happening in Texas. Um, but this is. Uh, I know, will not be there to curse him. You are. I, I kind of do feel like you are the problem. Uh, Sergey Spivak, he's on a two-fight win streak, wins over Augusto Sakai and your favorite fighter, Greg Hardy. So uh, in both of his fights, Eddie, the way they go, finishes. He stopped both of those guys. So these are this is, these are both guys that have power. Uh, Sergey Spivak, he is ranked 12th in the division. Derek Lewis is ranked 7th. Uh, I, I'd like to say I hope that Derek Lewis can get back on track, but I don't know. Yeah. Man. I don't know if it's going to happen. I mean, there's definitely going to be some slugging going on. Um, but if you also look at the co-main event, Ian Kutalaba versus Kennedy. Uh, uh, oh, I forgot. Yeah, Nechikou. Nechikou, yeah, that, that's going to be a good one, too. Yeah, it is. Uh, he, uh, better if I could say it. Kennedy's coming off of that win over Carl Roberson. Ian Kutalaba, even though he has two losses in a row, Johnny Walker, and Ryan, Sp uh, Ryan Spann. He's just a scary-looking dude, man. I mean, he, he can be tough, right? Uh, also on the fight card, you got Rodolfo Vieira versus Cody Brundage. Vieira, great, great, uh, you know, jiu-jitsu guy, so that'll be interesting. Uh, Chase Sherman versus Waldo Cortez Acosta. The vanilla Gorilla, yeah. Uh, one guy that I'm interested in is Andre Fialo. Now, Andre Fialo, if, if you remember him, he was the guy that he fought. I, I want to say this was like in Abu Dhabi last year, uh, but then he just, we wanted to come back. So he fought, it was, sorry, it was in Las Vegas. He fought Miguel Baeza. He beat him, and then he just came back. He says, I want to fight again, and so he fought on May 7th. Only a few weeks later, he beat Cameron Van Camp, and then he wanted to fight the next month, so he fought on June 11th. He fought at UFC 274 and UFC 275. He actually lost that fight, but I do think that he is a, a good prospect, so I like that fight too. Uh, other ones that I think are interesting, Jennifer Maya versus Marina Moros. That's a fun fight. That's a, a good fight. And so, and it, little demon Vanessa Demopoulos. Oh, yeah. See if she will jump into Joe Rogan's arms, even though I doubt he'll be there since it's not the apex, but... You know, she's a fun one to watch. Yeah. And I think that's, I mean, those are the main fights, Eddie, that uh, that, that I really want to see. Jack Della Maddalena uh, versus Danny Roberts. That's a fun one as well. So uh, one on Prime 4, though. The fourth Prime is happening, Eddie. What, uh, tell me about it. What do we need to know? Uh, lightweight champ Christian Lee is going for champ champ status. He's the brother of Adamweight champ Angela Lee, who just missed out on champ champ status, moving up uh, last uh, one on Prime, I believe. So he's going for the welterweight title. Um, this, this one also features Rod Tang, who you might remember faced Mighty Mouse in a mixed rules match. He's uh, defending his Muay Thai flyweight championship. And uh, there's also Bibiano Fernandez, who's a former Dream and one Benway champ. He's on the card, too. So that's kind of interesting. But you're bearing the lead, Jordan. We are bearing the lead because Saturday night, right here in Austin, Texas, baby. Hasim Rockman Jr. versus Vitor Belfort are boxing on the zone. 
from the Moody Center. And man, I'm not sure how this came about. It's just great that it's happening here. And if you look down the card, I have no idea who any of these people are. There's someone named Fangs, and I'm assuming that says Barbie Six, but there's a bunch of sixes in it. I, Dean the Great versus Waleed Sharks. Ice Poseidon, Jordan. Ice Poseidon. Eddie, are, are you going? To, are you? I know you put a credential in for this, for a request to go to this. Like, have you done your like your 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 prep? Have you worked? Have you like? Can you tell me about Ice Poseidon and uh, and his background here? I can't tell you about Ice Poseidon or King Kenny or DK Money, or uh, n- no, Jordan. I have no idea. What's or Waleed Sharks and versus yeah. Dean the Great. I don't. Waleed have, Sharks could be a shark. I don't even know. He, he could be. There's no rule that says sharks can't fight. But I do know that uh, I think Friday there's BKFC, and that's Joey Beltran and Houston Alexander, so that'll be fun because that's a definite banger. So I need, at least I know who they are. Nice. All right, guys, stay tuned. Sports guys talking wrestling coming up next. Stu Myrick, Justin Simmons. We are proud to be the MMA show of Texas. Tell your friends. Be sure to like and subscribe. Uh, listen to the podcast. Uh, follow us at Fight Night ATX on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook. And, and one other thing, Eddie, we are no longer... We are no longer on uh, on SoundCloud. You can, oh, that's right. Yes, that's right. You now have to find us on Megaphone. News to come. Follow us. Have a great weekend. Have a great Thanksgiving. I will see you next week or in two weeks. Yeah, keep safe. Be nice to each other. Stay positive and love your life. And if we ever didn't thank you, let us do it now. And happy Thanksgiving. Happy trails to you. Till we meet again. <laughs>